Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host. And as you might be able to tell from my voice, I am sick. So that's fun. I hate being sick. On top of that, I hate that it's still 100 degrees outside in Phoenix and it's the middle of September. That also sucks. Before we jump into our news though, I do have a little announcement Friend of the show, James, who does the True North EVs podcast, and James has also been on this show a few times. James is very active in the EV community where he lives in Winnipeg, Canada, and we just happened to be chatting offline, and he mentioned that an event was coming up, and I was like, hey, give me the details so that I can tell everybody on the show if they live in, in that area. So, National Drive Electric Week in Canada. There's an event on September 16th at the Winnipeg IKEA. It is between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. There's going to be 14 plus dealers there. So pretty, pretty cool. It's going to be a big event. I'll put a link in the show notes to the driveelectricweek.org website showing it's called Manitoba EV Fest. So I'll put a link in the show notes as well to the to the website. And if you see James milling around there, let him know I say, hey. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our EV news. LG Energy Solutions, they are developing a residential energy storage system or ESS or home, home battery, specifically designed for the U.S., It's going to be called the Prime Plus. The system combines a battery, an inverter, and offers either a 19.2 or 32 kilowatt hour capacities, which is huge. Prime Plus boasts swift installation, which they say within 10 to 15 minutes. I don't know how that's possible. It's compatible with existing photovoltaic systems, so that's good. If you're interested in purchasing one of these whole home battery packs, uh, you'll have to wait till the end of September, but fortunately, that's not very long from now. You can also go to the RE Plus ex- exhibition in Las Vegas to take a look at it and get more information there as well. And I'm kind of hoping that they'll show this off at CES. 
Because if everything lines up again, I am planning on going to CES or the LA Auto Show, one of those two places. Let's see here. Customers who reserved the 2024 Chevrolet Blazer EV can now personalize and order their vehicles, which is awesome. The RSE all-wheel drive trim will be the first delivered this summer. And by, by this summer, we're already into September. So I don't know if we're technically into summer, but they better hurry up or out of summer. That will be followed up by the RS rear-wheel drive model. And then the base model will come out this fall. The top of the range SS model will be spring of 2024. The starting price for the base 2LT uh, all-wheel drive variant is $56,715. And it will feature the following amenities. A 17.7-inch touchscreen, heated steering wheel, and a 280-mile EPA range for fifty. Six thousand dollars, almost fifty-seven thousand dollars. If you bump up to the next model, the RS all-wheel drive, that'll be priced at sixty thousand two hundred and fifteen dollars. It offers the same range, but into, but you'll get the additional features of ventilated front seats and a heads-up display. I'm not sure that's worth. Well, no, the the ventilated seats might be worth the extra four thousand dollars ish that you have to pay for it, thirty five hundred dollars. There is a rear-wheel drive version of the RS trim, which is the one we just talked about. Um, that will get you a 320-mile range, but it costs more. It's $61,790. Now, I would caution you to take all of these <laughs> dates that uh, GM is telling you about. I would take those as a, 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 a cautionary tale. GM has had a hard time getting these vehicles out in a timely manner. So maybe we'll get something by the end of September. Maybe we'll get something in November. Uh, I wouldn't expect it. I hope we do, but I wouldn't expect it. Let's go ahead and move on. If you own a Chevy Bolt EUV, GM is recalling the charging cords over concerns of electrical shock. So uh, these are this is for cars built after September 2022. This is not a car thing. This is the charging accessory that was bundled with the car. So if you are charging with one of these uh, charging accessories, just be really careful because we don't want you to get shocked. Neo is set to officially unveil the 2023 EC6 refresh. So there's already an EC6 out currently. This is the refresh to that. Um, that's going to come out this Friday, and deliveries will actually start the very next day, which is insane. The first EC6 was announced in 2019, so about four years ago. The new EC6 will use the second-generation NT 2.0 EV platform the NEO has. We don't have a lot of details on the vehicle itself. It is an SUV, if you're not aware. NEO is taking an interesting approach to showing this vehicle off because it doesn't officially come out until Friday, right? But you can go to a, a showroom if there's one where you are. And some of these showrooms have this vehicle on display. You can even take it for a test drive, even though we don't know anything about the new version in, in terms of specs or pricing or anything like that. Now, if you do pre-order this vehicle, it'll cost you about 685 US dollars. Pre-orders will close right before the launch event and uh, deliveries will be immediate. 
Now, I realize that NEO operates in Europe as well as China, but we don't have any information as to when it will be available for European markets, only the, the Chinese market, which we were just talking about. All right, let's talk about autonomous vehicles and fire departments. There was a recent incident involving a GM cruise vehicle, which is a Chevy Bolt, and the San Francisco Fire Department. So on August 14th, a pedestrian was severely injured after being hit by a car. Not a, not a cruise vehicle, just a car in general. The fire department has alleged, the San Francisco Fire Department has alleged the autonomous robotaxi Robo taxis obstructed emergency responders, leading to delay in critical medical care for the injured individual who eventually died from their injuries. The fire department reports that two cruise autonomous vehicles stopped and blocked lanes during the emergency, which resulted in significant delays. According to the reports, the cars did not move despite attempts to manually take them over. The San Francisco Fire Department is claiming that this obstruction hampered transport of the injured pedestrian to the hospital. And they went on to say that the delays that they encountered contributed to the poor patient outcome. Now, Cruz's response to this is they say that they did not impede the ambulance's route to the hospital. The company provided video evidence to support its claims, showing that one of the robo-taxis stopped at the intersection, but with a free lane to its right where traffic, including a small ambulance, was able to move through unobstructed. However, Forbes did look at the video and they noted that the smaller ambulance was able to get through that space. It was unclear whether the larger ambulance was able to get through. In the United States, or at least where I work, we have a couple of different ambulance sizes. We have the high top ambulance, which looks kind of like a sprinter van, which it probably is, and or uh, the Dodge equivalent. And they're really narrow. And then you have the the regular ambulances that we have here in North America, which are usually built off of a Ford Chevy or Dodge chassis, and they're the box on the back is wider than the truck is. So that's so that we can carry more gear, right? I could definitely see a scenario where the smaller high top ambulance, which are like the sprinter vans that could squeeze into a small little hole, but those larger ambulances that are built off the, the Ford chassis, for instance, there may not have been enough room to safely maneuver between the vehicles in the road. And I can tell you, after 20-plus years of working accident scenes, it's not only GM video vehicles that do this stuff. It's, you know, pedestrians and family members and cops and you name it. Like, people start stacking their vehicles up in the emergency scene and blocking emergency vehicle access all the time. I do go back, though, to GM and Waymo need to have somebody in these vehicles for edge cases like this, like if if you had a GM employee sitting in the passenger seat and in the event of an emergency or some other, like I said, edge case, they could correct it. 
Now, do I think they need to do that here in Arizona where I live and they're operating? No, we have residential streets that are four lanes with a turning lane, like that they're basically five lanes uh, wide. We're, we're fine. They can operate without much of a hindrance at all here where I live. But in San Francisco, that is not the case. We'll keep an eye on it, and I will let you know if I hear more on this story. All right, everybody, that's our EV news. If you'd like to support this show, I would just like to say I'll put the links in the show notes, and even a dollar really helps pay for this show. I don't I don't take any of the money from the Patreon uh, fund to support my living habits. The, all of that money goes back into the show. And it's not a lot. It's about $63 a month is what I get for the show. And then Patreon takes their fees. So it's even less than that. So if you feel like you'd like to support the show, check out the show notes and there'll be a couple of different ways to support the show there. Okie doke. My voice is going. So let's go ahead and jump into our Tesla news. Honda and Acura, 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 I'm losing it, folks. Honda and their luxury brand, Acura, will officially adopt the NACS charging standard or charging connector. I thought that they already had because I'm pretty sure I reported on this that they did, in fact, uh, adopt it. But now it's official. Before, it was not official. Uh, so I got if I said it was official, I got that wrong. But it's official now. Speaking of unofficial, according to Electrek, Tesla has started installing Powerwall 3s, but not has not yet officially unveiled the product. So will we hear from them at the Cybertruck event? Maybe, probably not, though. Um, I don't know what the advantage of just installing the new Powerwalls would be and not officially announcing them unless they're just testing them. I don't know. Maybe we'll hear a little bit about it at Tesla's next earnings call. Moving on, Hilton Hotels and Tesla, they've been partners for quite a while now. They are aiming to expand that partnership and create the largest EV charging network within the hospitality sector. The initiative plans to install up to 20,000 Tesla universal wall connectors, which the universal wall connectors are actually the newer connectors that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They're going to install these across uh, 2,000 hotels in the United States, Canada, and Mexico in early 2024. Each selected hotel will have a minimum of six charging units. That's pretty fantastic. And the 11.5 kilowatt uh, charging points are not limited to Tesla because those new universal wall connectors also have a J1772 adapter on them. So you can charge any EV there at the Hilton. I wonder how they'll prioritize who gets to charge. I was at one hotel this summer and uh, the valets rotated the cars around so that everybody had a full battery or, you know, 80% by the time they left, which was fantastic. And I didn't have to do anything, but I, I don't think their valets at like a Hilton Garden Inn, which is a great hotel that I love to stay at. They have good breakfast assistants. Um, I also like the uh, embassy suites because there's multiple rooms and I don't like being tied in one room with my family. They drive me crazy. Anyway, 
Moving on, Tesla has moved the design and initial production of its next generation platform EV, which is the $25,000 compact EV, from Mexico to Austin, Texas. The article said there's a couple of different reasons why they're moving from uh, Mexico back to Austin. The first is Tesla already has a pool of engineer engineering talent in Austin, and those people may not want to relocate to Mexico, which makes sense. And then Tesla had an easier time obtaining permits in Austin where construction can also proceed more rapidly. And that makes sense. And Tesla's existing infrastructure in Austin facilitates quicker testing of production. Yeah. I mean, right now, Mexico isn't even, um, Giga Mexico is, if they have started, they've just barely started building that, uh, that, that facility. So that makes sense to me if Tesla wants to get this $25,000 compact car out. The article does mention RoboTaxi a couple of times. I, I would not, I would not get your helps up for a RoboTaxi unless you think it's going to be something like GM Cruise or Waymo. Uh, that, that might be something that Tesla does with this $25,000 car. But don't get your hopes up in terms of a vehicle that can do full self-driving level five. Uh, we're a ways away from that, unfortunately. So, all right, everybody, I'm going to end that here because I can feel my voice going. My, I just got an alert on my watch that said, hey, we noticed that you're not moving, but your heart is beating at 120 beats per minute. Are you okay? And that's because I'm on lots of uh, cold medicine. Oh, also my cat, Claire, wants to get out of the room as well. So we might as well just go ahead and end this. You can email me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter, at 918digital or X. And I hope you all have a, a wonderful week. Hopefully, I'll feel better on Friday, but I will definitely talk to you on Friday. 